It started. We started, and we, we just watched. Movie. We just watched the uh, Star Wars Episode Seven trailer. Trailer two, trailer and we are so dose. excited. That's why we're bringing to you Trailer Dose, this special episode of Star Wars. Episode of Origins and Adaptations that on Star, Star Wars. Wars that is Star Wars based entirely. Star Wars based. It's pretty good. Um, we also apologize for the two week delay. Stuff happens. Life happens. We so, have lives, okay? We have lives. I know yeah. that sounds melodramatic, but it is also true. Um, we are pretty melodramatic. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I just want to say that the Star Wars hype right now is not without great cause. There's a, yeah. a reason for it. Yeah. I think some people, like the naysayers and the haters, mm-hmm. might be like, you know, those the guys... Blasphemers. The guys who post the, the memes... <laughs> who post the memes of Emperor Palpatine that say... Good, let the hype flow through you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe if the trailer was totally weak or yeah. average, but this trailer is it fantastic. Good. It was good. Yeah. It stirred things in my belly. Yeah, no. Excited. Well, first of all, we kind of want to touch on a lot of things about Star Wars this episode, but I think the main thing I personally wanted to convey or get out there to um, the listeners of this uh, program is that this trailer kind of, it, it, it seemed to light the flame under the butts of a lot of mm-hmm. Star Wars fans who may oh, yeah. who may have been a little bit on the fence. Yeah, definitely. Especially after that, the uh, handle thing with the, the saber, the red saber. Yeah, people cared a lot about the hilt that yeah. Kylo Ren had. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, blah, 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 blah. And then the internet was just in flames about like, how this is going to be terrible. And because of small creative choices, and then... Yeah, those are the types of things that truly don't matter. You can take liberties with those things. Yeah, and so after this trailer came out, it kind of seemed like all those naysaying things yeah. just kind of went away. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard anything about, like, this is going to suck because of this. It's not like... right. This was my reaction, <laughs> and it has all these people, like, super excited. You still have those people who are like, oh, yeah, the new Stormtrooper helmets look like duck faces. I'm like, if you're really, really you know trying. You a lot more <laughs> Star Wars haters than I do, apparently. I've just seen this on <laughs> Facebook. There's yeah, so many I'm... Star Wars pages, and these people colored in the facial mask part of the Stormtrooper yeah. helmet, and they colored it in yellow, and it's like, see, see it? I'm like... I guess if I'm looking really, really hard and I'm being a complete <laughs> dork about it, then yeah. yeah, I see it. It's like, if you take anything, you can make anything. People, like, I mean, every we all, as fans, have some level 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 of snobbery. Level but, forces. <laughs> but if you can't get past little things that just, like, you're... It's not fun anymore. Well, yeah. So the whole point is, this trailer's fun, and it kind of... Well, for me, it's sort of made me think back to how I reacted to Star Wars when I first saw it as a little kid. And mm-hmm. I haven't really felt that way with any of the other ones, and I wanted to feel that way when Episode One first came out. Yeah. But I, I saw the trailer, and I was like, well, this looks different. I'll give it a chance. Of course, I didn't respond to it anywhere near the level of, of you know excitement as I responded to the original three when I saw them as a kid. Yeah. But I'm curious how you felt, Andrew. Uh, well... I don't exactly remember my first time I viewed the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, I mean, they were in my family for a long time. We had the originals, like, on VHS. We had the VHS 
like theatrical cut. So same. Yeah. So it's like I just remember watching them from time to time, and then when episode one came out, that's really when I started getting back into watching them, and I could see there was a level of difference between the two series. Yeah. And so even as a kid, I was able to appreciate the originals more than the prequels, just because there was a lot going wrong. And Mm -hmm. I will admit, because I was a child, uh, that my favorite character in episode one was Jar Jar Binks when I was a kid. At the time? Yeah. But I think that's the reason, and everyone talks about it, is I think he was every kid's favorite, just because he was stupid. Mm -hmm. He was the dumbling idiot that everyone loved to laugh at and as a kid yeah. pretty much anything's funny so i enjoyed it now i go back and I go this isn't why i think this was ever funny but yeah uh, i just remember being a kid so i thought my thoughts on the trailer were like i thought it was awesome and amazing i was super excited and that's like you came home right as i finished watching it and it's all like you need to watch this, Cody. You need to watch this. Yeah, and I didn't know what you yeah. meant because yeah. basically here, here's here's the story, and I'm treating this as if it were some really big, monumental, important <laughs> thing, and it is. So it is. so humor me for just one quick second. I got home from I think a haircut or something. I think it was random. a chiropractor. Chiropractor. Some chiropractor. It was like eleven o'clock in the morning. It was some some appointment that I had, and anyways, I got home and Andrew, you were like. Sure Cody, you're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're gonna get down here and watch this. I'm like, what's this? And you go, just get down here and watch. I this. remember, and you go, can I eat first? And I go, no. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's right. I got coffee and food. But anyway, and boy, was I glad you sat me down for that because I was like, yeah. I needed to watch that on a big screen. Yeah, I'm glad the first time I saw it wasn't on my Android. Yeah, probably was for you. Nope, nope. You watched it on the big screen. Yep. So, anyways, um, for me. It's been, I think, seventeen or eighteen times now that I've rewatched. Oh gosh! That every trailer. time, here's the thing about the Star Wars. Even the teaser, every time someone's mentioned it, I have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't done that with any trip. I've never done that with any. Trip. Do you catch new things every time you watch it? Uh, I did the first few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a while, it just to me it was just I need, I need to watch it. It's like a drug. See, you know what I just noticed when we watched it just before is that. The logo on that big banner behind that huge cluster of stormtroopers mm-hmm. is not the classic Imperial logo. It's something else. Yeah, the Empire has evolved into something. Yeah, and we don't know yet what that is, no, but that's what exciting. makes it exciting. Yeah, especially with the... I mean, we saw that with the redesign of the stormtroopers' helmets in the first teaser. Right. And then we see the cool captain like looking... The chromed-out yeah, stormtrooper with the, with the cloak. Yeah, so it's like... Ooh. I wonder you, what he is. You know what the rumors are about that character, right? That he's a dark trooper? No, what I heard was that was the gal from Game of Thrones who was cast to be in this movie. Which one? There's a lot of girls. The girl... Well, I don't, I don't know who... Well, they, they've announced who it is. I don't know her name. Okay. I, She's not one of the younger, more attractive, like, risque-looking ones. In, in Game of Thrones, I just that, haven't that, heard it. So. I don't. I don't know who it is. Okay, that sounded really malinformed on Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, that's because I'm not a Game of Thrones He's, watcher. He is malinformed on Game of Thrones. I have watched the first <laughs> season. That's pretty much it. But anyways, so it is a female character playing that is what okay. the rumor is. But I don't. I don't know who it is. I can't remember yeah, her name. Why? That's just an assumption at this point. But apparently, 
she has been announced. I forget her name, but there is a uh, actress from Game of Thrones okay. who is announced to be in this, and they're saying that's who she is playing as this high-ranking stormtrooper officer. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Regardless, it looks amazing, and yeah. I think the thing that stuck out to me above all else was the uh, fighter battle scenes where where you have the, yeah. tie, the tie fighters the tie fighter and the various there. other uh, Y wing, B wing, X wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love ships. the X wings across the lake was pretty cool. Yeah, that's really that's really neat. Yeah. What stuck out to me about it was yeah, there were still m- maybe more fighters than you would have had in episode mm-hmm. four back when they had a really small yeah. budget and they only had a you know could afford a small squadron. But there's it's still a a smaller squadron compared to the prequels. The prequels had too many. If you really pay attention to the prequels, none of the squadrons are flying in any sort of formation. Yeah. And it's so unrealistic if you really pay any attention to the idea that these ships would all just be crashing into one another yeah. left and right. Yeah. And this one actually looks like the X-Wings are flying across the lake in formation. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. It looks a little bit more self-aware yeah. than the prequels were. Mm-hmm. I think a big problem with the prequels was that there were moments that were just silly and they weren't trying to be. Yeah, whereas, like, I mean, anything with Anakin was just silly, so... Yeah, like, I was thinking about that one scene in, I believe, episode two where Anakin's trying to impress Padme and so he passes her the, the apple mm-hmm. and he cuts it and he and he goes, if Master Obi-Wan had seen me doing that, he would have been very grumpy. <laughs> well, why? No, he wouldn't. Yeah. It, it's, it's like he just said that and it, Obi-Wan wouldn't be grumpy about that. It's just yeah. something silly they had him say just for no reason. And I, I, I'm excited that in the trailer you don't see anything where it's like, this is totally unnecessary. It all... Yeah. Granted, people have also said that they're just trying to show us what we want to see. No, I mean, that's probably the case. And... But, here's the thing, is... To say that we haven't seen the whole movie, that is true. But I also have faith in J.J. Abrams. And if there is that one or two thing in a movie, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't fault them. Because... Yeah. It, there's just so much that you can put into a movie. If there's one scene that just doesn't take with other people, that's totally fine. The problem with the prequels is it was it was just filled with it. Mm-hmm. Filled with it. I mean, there's so many like lines people say that are making fun of Anakin for the lines he says. Mm-hmm. It's like almost everything that comes out of his mouth is just something you can use to make fun of him. Yeah. It's yeah. really more obvious when you go back and you watch... The prequels over again and it's like I didn't like it that much at the time I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was okay his acting was spotty but if you go back and rewatch it you're like holy crap most of his lines are really poorly written yeah poorly it wasn't written. just his fault I mean I, I didn't like him as Anakin Skywalker I won't say I did but man his lines that he had written for him were just almost everyone's lines almost every Ryan every Ryan <laughs> almost every line in, in that movie was horrendous yeah it was it's not a great bad. script as far as dialogue is concerned. No. Um, it's pretty bad. Pretty what bad. I like about this movie is that it looks very colorful. Colorful, it looks lively. Like, even though there was a lot of color and things in the prequels, it just seemed like it didn't have a soul. Too much CG will do that yeah. when you have some guy looking at another guy and they're actually both in the room. Mm-hmm. There's more emotion. Mm-hmm. I just felt bad for you and McGregor watching 
uh, watching him in uh, the prequels because he's trying to act alongside yeah. lifeless CGI characters. Almost every character he interacts with is CG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Anakin. Well. <laughs> in the honest, remember in the Honest trailer when they say, Ewan McGregor, a great actor, forced to act along lifeless CGI characters like Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Which is awesome. one of the meanest things I've ever heard anyone oh, yeah. say, but it's it's kind of true. It's kind of true. I mean... He had no emotion at all. Is it weird that I was surprised Django Fett wasn't just CGI? <laughs> I mean... Was he not? No, he was a real guy. When he took his mask off. I don't know. He probably was inside the costume, wasn't he? I mean, anytime they did any jetpack stuff. That's gotta be was, CG. Yeah, that was probably CG. But, um... Okay, let's steer into a new part... A new territory as far as this is concerned. Mm-hmm. Let's rewind um, back to the little shorts that jj released one with the x-wing and the little droid oh, and cool. one with the practical creature yeah the little that's carrying little, those chicken bird-esque yeah, the little farmer dude really interesting yeah what surprised me about the x-wing is just how detailed it was yeah how how much detail they put into it how big it was which was insane i just never really thought about how big those could be <clears throat> And mm-hmm. then you have J.J. Abrams standing next to it, and the thing's just huge. Yeah. The guy just casually walks up, and like the the cockpit opens. It's like, oh, this is the like, guy this getting is on a... the ladder. Going yeah, this into is the it. Cockpit. Like this is this is a thing. And then you have the little droid like go across, and you're like, oh, the little uh, BB-8. That's that is the droid's name, right? The new the new droid. The yeah, the droid. soccer ball one. The soccer ball droid. Yeah, yeah I I like that thing a lot. Yeah. It's a cool practical trick. The way it rolls. Yeah. That was really interesting when I saw that uh, YouTube video. I think you showed that to yeah, me. Yeah, there was a video of people showing how the droid would actually work mm-hmm. if it was, like, how they probably did it, which was, like, I think it was some kind of magnet thing. Was, magnet it, was it a magnet? Okay. Yeah, and it had had a little ball on top, and it had the bigger ball on the bottom, and it was rolling with, uh, with the... The two items. It was just really interesting because, as far as I know, this is the first uh, droid that doesn't have that that isn't either operated by some other controlling mechanism or having an actor placed inside it. I think it's remote control. It it is remote control. Yeah, I was saying magnets. I thought it was set in motion, but it isn't set in motion by someone through it by someone tossing it. As far as I know, I'd have to rewatch the video. I thought it was remote control. If it is. I would say they're going to do remote control just so that they don't have to be tossing the thing over yeah. and over and over again. Especially in sand, it probably is difficult. That's true. But in the video that you showed me, it is someone passing it back and forth. I think so, yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. So I'm excited for the practical effects. Yes, that is a huge thing Along that the with, prequels didn't have. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah, it, it, the prequels didn't have that. And then alongside it, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movies gave us these great visual effects, these CG effects mm-hmm. that were very uh, tasteful. Yeah. And they weren't trying to do more than they could handle with it. No, and which is funny, when uh, he announced that he was doing Star Wars, uh, I thought back, and my first thought when I saw the Star Trek movies was, this guy should do a Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Just because... It was Star Trek. It had its Star Trek elements to it. Yeah. But it was very fantasy. Mm-hmm. Which Star Trek is usually 
on the harder side of science, and it's all like, oh yeah, we're going to our space, we find these aliens, and we're going to do diplomatic, political engagement, and it's like yeah. phasers, and like just like it's kind of straight and narrow. Where yeah. Star Wars is this vast universe, right. universe where there's lightsabers, there's the Force, there's yeah. laser guns, and there's space battles, and it's not like space battles where it's like, doo-doo-doo-doo. Yeah, if, if, like, if you uh, notice, in Star Trek, a lot of their gizmos, they mention algorithms and engineering. Yeah. In Star Wars, they make up names. As far as I know, a power converter isn't something we actually <laughs> have in real life, and I thought that was pretty know. clever. Going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Okay, I have to tell you something later, but... (laughs) Okay, we can go back to that. But I just think it's interesting how, even when it comes to the science, which they do mention little things here and there, but Mm -hmm. it's all all rooted in in fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. Which, I mean, that's... We've talked about this before. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars is Star Trek is that more set in ground... It's grounded a little bit more. It has that, even though it's sci-fi... It has that, um, it has that, oh, I forgot the name, just set forwardness of it, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's more intellectual, I remember, it we, is more we, straightforward, yeah, we could, we compared it to things where I was talking about how, I was saying, oh, Star Trek is like normal opera, mm-hmm. where it's like the, the, it is big, and it's loud, but you have this this melodist to it and it yeah, yeah. makes people like you have to think about it more yeah Whereas star wars is like the rock opera yeah where it's just like it's in your face it's awesome it's loud it's exciting it's exciting i mean you have the two different and you have the two different areas when you're when you're watching star trek yes you're like you're excited in parts you, in parts in parts but you also have to listen to a lot of dialogue yeah which is with Star Wars, you're sitting there, you're excited, you're going like all over the place because all this crazy stuff is happening, all these yeah. different people are on the screen. It's like if you're at a rock opera concert and you're just like going crazy. I mean, it's like if David Bowie was here doing um, Ziggy, Stardust. Ziggy Stardust, that's yeah. like it would be crazy versus maybe going to an opera where that's everyone be silent. Yeah, I feel like Star Trek is kind of. The tone feels more intellectual. Yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. saying that you can't be intellectual about both when you're talking about them. Yeah. You can. But I feel like Star Trek is definitely... I mean, Star Wars is one of those things that has a very broad mass appeal. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is a little more focused and niche into just oh, the yeah. geekdom. Yeah. That is for geeks. And, you know, us hardcore Star Wars fans, are we sit somewhere next to them. Yeah. But still outside that a little bit where it's like... Yeah, we'll go to we the like... same caf- cafeteria, but we probably won't sit at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. And uh, I'm actually a huge Star Trek fan. I got into the original series my last year of college, and I watched mm-hmm. all three seasons, and I love it. Yeah. And I love the movies J.J. Abrams did, which is yeah. why I'm so excited for the Star Wars movies, because he can really make a visually spectacular mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I haven't, like, my first J.J. Abrams, like, film was Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, I never um, saw that one, actually. And, like, I got so hardcore into it. Ben and I just, like, we, Ben mostly, Ben went super far into it. He found every little thing about it. Because when the movie first came out, it wasn't called Cloverfield. It was like, I want to say it was like, 
zero one eighteen. Yeah, it was ten or something. It was some uh, or coordinate or what well, was a date? Was it, was it a date? Yeah, it okay. was a date. That's all it had, um, and it was the date the movie would come out. Oh, for some reason when I read it, I thought it was a, a coordinates or something. I didn't know. No, maybe it's and less then, sci-fi than I thought it was. Yeah, and so that's all it had, and it was just a trailer of the statue. Like it was all the news people, and then the Statue of Liberty. Like getting hit by something, yeah, and then like that's all you saw, and so it's like, what, what, is, what is this? This is so cool. I and remember so, the trailer. I never saw the movie. Yeah, and so Ben and I just hugely got into it. Um, he would read forums. He would, like they had these puzzles that you could do to mm-hmm. unlock stuff about it, and then it was cool to do all that stuff and then watch the movie because you could we like were able to see like the different points and the parts of it, and it was really cool to watch. So ever since then. And I know a lot of people get into J.J. Abrams because of, like, Lost and I want to say Alias he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never watched any of those because they just didn't interest me at all. But ever since, I'm like, I'm on board with anything J.J. Abrams does. Yeah. So. Um, for me, it was just the editing and the camera style and people make fun of his lens flares. Mm-hmm. I think it looks sweet. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. But what I'm really excited for is, like we already touched on, it looks lively. It yeah. looks fun. And it looks clean, yeah. Without and not too being, clean. yeah, not too clean. Not yeah. as, not as. I mean, the analogy I would say is, um, or the the analogy I would make would would be that Star Wars trailer episode seven reminds me of old Maroon Five. It's like <laughs> it's pop where it it's was, clean. It's, where they actually did stuff. Yeah, but it's it's actually there, there's more going on and mm-hmm. it's a little more gritty. And the prequels are just like over polished. <laughs> it was the George Lucas show. It, yeah. It, whereas New Maroon Five is the Adam Levine show. And, yeah. And it's way too over polished. Mm-hmm. And there's so much involved with the post production mm-hmm. that you really can't really you can't really enjoy what's going on unless that's all you like is yeah production. Because to me. Maroon 5, right now, they've become this band that's sort of based around production mm-hmm. over the skill of each individual member in the band. Yeah. And what I'm liking about this direction J.J. Abrams is taking it is that it sounds like he wants to make it about practical effects and about real people acting on a screen. Yeah, and it's it's just really cool to see that he's teasing these people at us. Yep. Like, before... These characters. Yeah, the characters. I am so interested in these characters. So interested. And I don't Finn, know Finn, and I forget her name. Finn, is I think, is, is the guy. Ren? Kylo Ren is the uh, villain. He's the Sith villain, dude? I believe he's the... I don't the remember her name. Wait, are you sure it's... Are you sure her name's not Ren, and his name's Kylo? No, Kylo Ren. Nope, never mind. No, I'm pretty sure his name is Finn. No, I'm talking about the Sith Oh. Villain. Yeah, I, I honestly don't really know about that, but I'm just I'm interested to see these characters on screen because mm-hmm. in both trailers, like we were saying when we were driving here on the way over, yeah, they look in a, in a hurry and confused. Yeah, kind of. No, I mean, kind of like how we've been about Star Wars. Yeah, it's the past like we want years. it here now, and <laughs> but we're also confused about who these people are because we have yeah. never seen anything about them. But there's that scene where she takes his hand and they rush off. Yeah, so it's like. It's compelling. It's like, what's going to happen? Yeah. It totally, or what happened? What happened? What what's happened? going to happen? What's it, going to happen? It totally grabs you in a way that 
Man, do you remember the trailers for the prequels? No. Because, okay, I'm sorry. I hate to dog on the prequels so much. No, it's totally fine. Well, everyone does everyone, it. Everyone does it. But I'm trying not to be everyone. I'm trying to be it's Cody. True, you're trying to be your own man. I'm trying to be my own man here, but I think what I'm thinking with, uh, with this new trailer versus the old prequel trailers is the old prequel trailers weren't trying to capture you emotionally. Mm-hmm. This one actually is showing you the perfect combination of action sequences mm-hmm. and emotions on the, that you can see in yeah. each character's face. Yeah. You can see oh, yeah. that the, the main female character and the main male character have these mixed emotions in what they're seeing. And I'm curious yeah. to see what they're reacting to. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a great story here. And, yeah, I'm excited. And especially at the end you have, I mean, the huge reveal with Harrison Ford... Han Solo and Chewbacca, mm-hmm. and Chewbacca has his gun out, and Han says, we're home. And so to me, it's like, why does he have his gun out? Like, what what were they doing right before this? Because they look happy. Yeah, like, he looks happy, but he's also kind of a little out of breath. So it's like, where is home? What, I mean, we've talked about this many times. A lot of people are saying, is it like a double meaning? Yeah. Where in the movie, he says, we're home, like he gets back home, mm-hmm. and he says that... Or is it them doing like a fan service of Han Solo saying, we're home because, I mean, Star Wars is back. This trailer's got a lot of elements to it, and I'm going to ask you what you think it meant, and I'm going to tell you what I think it it meant and where they were. I'm curious what you think about that. Mm -hmm. But as you said, I think it's actually a a, a two-way street. I, 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 I I don't think it's meant to be taken one way or the other. The same way when Luke's monologue... Mm-hmm. says you have that power too yeah well that was a sample from the third Re- return of the jedi yeah. but actually if you listen closely his intonation and his voice sounds the same age but he sa- it sounds different so yeah. i'm wondering if it was mark hamill doing a- an impression of himself as a younger person because he Which does that he can do that yeah. i've heard him do it before with the Tashi Station line, mm-hmm. and it's funny how much he can impersonate his younger self. Yeah. But with Harrison Ford saying that, I think it's also kind of breaking the fourth wall, meaning mm-hmm. meaning us as st- collectively as Star Wars fans, we are home. We're, yeah. We're being yeah, brought we're back, back home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what you think, um, or where you think they are. I have no clue, because, I mean, you've read more of the EU stuff, mm-hmm. which is the extended universe those who don't know um and i know that they came out and said it wasn't canon but they also said that they're not ruling anything out Mm -hmm. so if they want to dabble and take stuff from the canon i mean from the eu they can um but if it's but for all intents and purposes right now they're the eu is not part of the star wars universe and so i mean they're they could be anywhere uh i don't know han solo's homeworld uh corellia so they might be back there. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be where they live now. I mean, there's just all these things. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jakku might be the new planet. Might be the uh, place that they they have their house. Interesting. On. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know what I think? Yeah. Okay. That's part of the show. Well, I know that, but I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just trying to make conversation here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what I think is when he says we're home. My guess is that they hadn't been on the Falcon for a long time. 
That's okay. what that's what I think because they're oh. on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and I'm guessing they had to do something to get in there, and they probably had to kill some guys. And you oh, know, I never and, even and thought about some, that. And maybe kick some butt to get in yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Remember? Which would explain the gun and the. Do the, you remember? Do you remember the? It wasn't a space battle, but it was spaceships battling in those wrecked ships. Yeah, it had the type. Okay. Okay. At the Suppose. Very end with the, the there. Falcon had been taken at some point, yeah. and they're getting it back. That would be a great side plot. Well, he wasn't in it for the for Return of the Jedi, right? No, but um, you know we don't know what happens in yeah, between after that. that. Yeah, I had heard a rumor a while back that the subplot was going to be getting back the Millennium Falcon. Um, but I don't know if that's why I think that. The Millennium Falcon means home, and we had to do something. No, we, that would make sense. That would be sweet. It'd yeah. be really cool, because, yeah, they definitely look like they had done something to get there. They both yeah. have their guns out. Yeah, and then he's, like I said, they they looked weary like they just did something. Mm-hmm, like, they're like, oh, this was worth it. Yeah. That, that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and to him, the Millennium Falcon is home, because he's a bounty hunter, so he just goes around. Smuggler. Smuggler, sorry. <laughs> yeah. He had a bounty hunter on He him. had a bounty hunter on his <laughs> tail for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Smuggler, and so like he lives on the ship. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. I, when I think of Han and Chewie, I don't really think of any planet. I tend to think of the, the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, um, that does make sense. Chewie and Han both spent most of their lives away from their home planets because Chewie's home planet, Kashyyyk. I mean, ever since he owed Han Solo that life debt when yeah. when, when Han saved him. Um, you know, he hadn't been on his his own planet. Han hadn't been on Corellia since he was a kid. Yeah. Their their home is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Makes perfect sense that he said that. But it's, you know, one can speculate how they got there. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Um, and what a great way to close the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think that was... <laughs> the clincher for a lot of people was seeing Harrison Ford. And, of course, that is Peter Mayhew in that costume. Oh, as yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. And if you look closely, there are a couple gray hairs on the Chewbacca costume. Yeah. Um, it's hard to see, but the costume looks very much like the episode four Chewbacca costume because yeah. his hair is not falling forward and, and messy like in the second two episodes, mm-hmm. original episodes. His hair is like looks like all brushed and combed back, and it yeah. reminds me so much of episode one, uh, four. I almost said episode one. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it just... Got me excited. It made me feel like a kid again because I watched those movies so much and I knew them front front ways and back. And I can't really say anything has made me as excited as this has in a long time as far as media is concerned. As far as movies, music, books, anything, comics. Mm -hmm. This Star Wars trailer was a sumptuous meal, if you will. Yeah, I think to me, the way you felt about Star Wars was probably how I felt about the first Avengers trailer. Yeah. Um, And for me, I know a lot of people would say, and I know, Avengers is probably, in a lot of people's book, not as good as Star Wars. And yes, I might be in that book in some areas. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, the end of the trailer was all of them in a circle. Yeah. like, getting all their battle poses ready. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the moment of my dreams has been... My dreams have been satisfied. Like, everything about my comic book life was... It was just all met. Right Do you want to know one thing? I've asked this a lot. 
One thing that I was always a little sad about is Captain America never yelled Avengers Assemble. He didn't, but they weren't Avengers at the time. Avengers Assemble. They weren't Avengers <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I know, but, you know, they will be soon. They will we'll be. see how Age of Ultron turns out. I'm sure it's going to be epic. Oh, yeah. Next week. Next week. And that's going to be next week's episode. Yeah, we're going to... So, from now on... Uh, we're going to change the format up just gonna, a little bit. Yeah, so I think one of the cool things we can do is have a central theme. Like, yeah. an overarching theme. So that way we can dive more. Especially, like, today, if we just talked and had a good discussion about, like, a central theme. Instead of having this, these different points where we talk about them a little, but we don't get really into it especially with like with news and stuff and we'll we'll probably bring up news yeah. here and there but we'll probably have it all in like one big package it makes sense that we did the first show that way because there was a lot of news that week oh gosh the, 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 so the, the deadpool and yeah. the x-men news yeah. and marvel had a lot of news in particular yeah um there is some new stuff I meaning the fantastic four trailer we'll touch on all that yeah the batman v superman trailer i really want to talk about right now but I'm making him wait. He's making me wait. Because, <laughs> um, so because next Batman week, so and Superman are two of my favorite things alongside Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to compare them and contrast them. But I'm going to be forced to wait until you are. two weeks from now. Yeah, so next week is pretty much just going to be a... Since it's Avengers, it's not really a central Marvel character. It's just going to be a Marvel theme. Sounds good to me. So we'll talk about all the different... Things happening with Marvel movies and Marvel comics and stuff like that. Perhaps we'll even do a trade of the week and maybe we can do Siege or something interesting like that. Cause yeah, I haven't, we can do that. I haven't read that in a while. There's also that Ultron comic I just got. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, did you want to briefly touch on how the Darth Vader series that Marvel's been putting out has been going? It's been really good. Uh, issue 4 came out, I want to say, two weeks ago. Um, and it was... So in the last issue it was... Uh, the new character, I forget her name. Um, that was the last issue? Not, that was issue three. Okay, yeah. Um, That's the last one. Where I she builds him, like, two robots. Mm-hmm. The R2 looking robot and the, or the R4 looking robot and the 3PO, 3PO looking robot. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this one has them actually doing stuff with okay. the robots. And the robots are pretty cool and insane. Really? And, like, horrible and evil, <laughs> which is Totally fits Darth Vader. Um, yeah. And so, it was, it's was. it been really good. I mean, this week we have the Star Wars comic that came out that I forget forgot to get. Um, the, re- the regular title came out? Yeah. I so, didn't know that. I better so pick I'll that probably, up. I'll probably pick it up tomorrow. But, uh... I'll read it. What I wanted to say is, I've been reading a lot of expanded universe Star Wars and really, you know, really digging into it. I've been through five books now in the mm-hmm. past, I don't know, eight months. Yeah. And I'm really loving all this lore that there is. And it just makes me think, even though they're not going to use all of it for the, the the new episodes, yeah, they can take minor details from it and they can always reference things because these new ones take place years and years, yeah, you know, like, decades in the future. Like 20 or 30 years. I think... Even if some people might call it fan service, but who cares if they were to briefly state that Luke was, you know, Luke once had a love interest named Mara Jade. Well, we don't know. Who we don't know. We he, don't know who he's, he's talking to in the. We don't know who he's talking to because he talks about the Force runs deep in my family. Yeah. So 
he could be talking about his kid, yeah, to his kid, or he could be talking to like Leia's kid. That's true, and I'm really excited to see that because I'd, I'd like to see them take a little bit of the expanded universe. But I, I'm excited to see them uh, go their own direction with it and yeah. create. Mo- it's just more Star Wars for us to enjoy. Oh yeah, because everyone can go read the books. Like the Thrawn trilogy, which is just incredible, and that takes place right after Return of the Jedi. But we also now have this whole new J.J. Abrams saga that's going to yeah. be amazing, and I can already tell it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's I'm like uh, the the honest trailer said, "Come on, AJ, or come on, JJ. There's no way you can do worse than this." Oh gosh, no, <laughs> really, I don't. It is my opinion that you can't do worse than the prequels. You can't. You can do as bad. Yeah. But you can't do worse. Yeah. Because they were pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, and I still love certain parts of them. Yeah, like I mean... Certain, certain fight scenes, certain little you Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the best things about that series. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved... He's still, to this day, is one of my favorite characters. I would say he is my favorite character. Ben Kenobi, slash Obi-Wan Kenobi, is one of my favorite characters, yeah. too. He's great. Um, actually, that's one thing that made me sad about the Expanded Universe is... Obi-Wan more or less becomes one with the Force and he, he never speaks to Luke again. That, that so is that, is, that is yeah. sad. And it, it's it's the one missing component that I was a little Yeah, but I mean, I'm happy that, that he's able to move on instead of being <laughs> stuck with Luke. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. The trailer is fantastic. Everyone um, go see it if you haven't. If you haven't, I'm sorry because we just spoiled the whole trailer to you. Yeah, I mean... But go watch it anyways. Go watch it anyways. I, I suppose yeah. we should have shouted spoiler alert, but... On a trailer? It's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> if you're geeks and you haven't it's seen free. the new Star Wars You don't trailer. have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, this was yeah. um, Origins and Adaptations, yeah. episode two. Episode dose. Andrew, yeah. are we out? We are out. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week. It will be a Marvel-themed episode. It will be marvelous.